Jay and Dunk. Jay and Dunk with you. Well, Dunk, Jay on his way apparently from Sean Johnson, the Rugby League Stars uh, stag do over the weekend. No doubt some war stories to tell from that. Uh, you can have a crack, 3520, if you want to guess what time he will arrive. Movie tickets up for grabs for that one there. Right now, though, Smoko Chat. Smoko Chat. And for the younger listeners listening, you may or may not know this name, Evander Holyfield. He was an absolute legend of the boxing scene. He was the undisputed champion at Cruiserweight in the late 1980s. And then in a heavyweight champion in the early 1990s and he also remains the only boxer in history to win the undisputed championship in two weight classes he beat Mike Tyson twice um, had a win over George Foreman Larry Holmes uh, Buster Douglas as well but for whatever reason well we all know why but he will always be remembered uh, for a particular event that happened on June 28 1997 in a fight against Mike Tyson watching that, I think it was on three, and I remember watching it with the old boy, and he was like, Mary! Mary! And uh, mum had dragged mum and she didn't like boxing, he had to watch it, and then he bloody bit him again. So, the average person can bite with a force of up to 10kg. Mike Tyson, to bite through his mouth guard and then through Evander Holyfield's ear, used a force of around 20kg, they reckon, which is just incredible. But not talking about Mike Tyson, we'll be here all day, talking about Evander Holyfield. Through his career, over 20 years in boxing, uh, at the top of his game, he earned around $312 New Zealand million, and now the guy is broke. It started going pear-shaped for him when he got kicked out of his mansion that he's living in in Atlanta. And I know you've seen cribs and you've seen mansions, but in some mansions, like, yeah, i got 16 bathrooms. He had 109 rooms in his Atlanta mansion and he owed $14 million in mortgage repayments before the bank was like, yo, you got to start paying us back. So they sold his whole mansion for $7.5 million. Someone made an absolute steal there. <clears throat> and then, as happens with a lot of um, athletes, uh, when they're earning mega bucks, people just knock on, you know, get in their ear when they're drunk or whatever and knock on their door or find them and go, hey, man, we should get into business. They've got a foolproof plan of doing business. So Hollyfield started up a record label. That failed, cost him $3.5 million. A restaurant business, that cost him over $10 million. A, a whole bunch of stuff that he stuck his name to to sell and the hope that it would go good. Evander Holyfield barbecue sauce, a flop. A uh, Evander Holyfield kitchen grill, like the crap version, the Shelbyville version of George Foreman grill, that did not go good. A Evander Holyfield fire extinguisher also failed. And then um, his peak had gone into, into some financial difficulties as well because he had 11 children with six different women and three divorces, which we all know is expensive. Um, well, producer Jeremy does anyway. Um, just sitting there in the other room, mate. Sorry, mate. Um, so, yeah, he's obviously flinging money to all of his 11 kids as well. And I know it sounds like he's not going to be doing very well for himself, but he's still earning $100,000 a month through personal appearances um, just in turn-up fees which is not bad, but obviously that's just all going to, you know, like the kids and stuff like that. Just lives in a, in a nice, modest uh, two-bedroom apartment now. 
That's the story of Evander Holyfield and how you blow three hundred and what was it, twelve million dollars? Incredible. Jay and Dunk. The Rock. Time for the best fake news you'll hear all day. This is Batuta News with our newsreader Sean Percy. Coming up after four, fourth grade spin merchant feels a new bat is in order after scoring a quick fire 16 off 40. And after five, local man reckons the only way he's going to get his rig in order now is if he goes to jail. But now, NRL <laughs> club with clear drinking and gambling problems to turn it all around by giving up steak. Good afternoon, I'm Sean Piercy. The Brisbane Broncos have sensationally revealed their plans to turn the ship around for the 2020 season. Speaking to us this morning, the club with some pretty well-documented behavioural issues has confirmed that going plant-based is what will win them a premiership. Yeah, we watched Game Changers, laughed a power broker at the club, where a bunch of first graders were out on the jars having a run at the Pokies the night before their finals match against Parramatta this year. And we're all going plant-based. You should try it, you know. I can recommend some really good, easy-to-make recipes for dinners and pre-packed lunches, and some awesome little snacks you can make to start the day right. Anyway, yeah, mate, it's going to be meat-free Bronx Nation next year, and you're going to see our players go to the next level. And now Wayne Bennett's gone, the team don't need barbecues, he laughed. Plus, we told the lads the girls now are well into all this veganism bull, so it gives them yet another chat-up avenue. Not to mention they'll be more shredded than my Sunday night chicken fajitas. The spokesperson then explained that they wouldn't be implementing alcohol policies like at the Storm. Vodka lime sodas don't contain any animal products, so let the boys play on, I say. For News Hub and the Batuta Advocate, I'm Sean Piercy. That doco, it's on Netflix, it's called uh, The Game Changers. I watched it and there is a sports team, an NFL team, I, I forget, maybe it's Memphis or something, I forget which team it is. But they did it and by the end of the season they had 18 players um, that were fully vegan and they had their best season they've ever had. Not saying I'm going to go out there and do it like the potentially uh, the Brisbane Broncos are, the best fake news you'll hear all day. Um, but I actually said to Dixie, I was like, oh, maybe we should try and, you know, not have meat once or twice a week. And Dixie goes, what are you talking about? We do HelloFresh. We already do, we're already doing it. I was like, no, we're not. She goes, what about the chickpea meal? I was like, oh, yeah, that's quite nice. And she's like, and the halloumi one? I was like, oh, don't mind me some halloumi. I don't think halloumi's vegan, though, is it? It's just veggie. The Rocks, Jay and Dunk. Just for Jay, the Raisin Liver, Reeve. <laughs> it's a mighty big hangover after Sean Johnson's stag oh, do, which we're going to climb into after 4 o'clock as much as possible. It's a huge exaggeration. I'm fine. Uh, you actually look all right, apart from the slight grease that you've got over you. I've just been stuck in a little pencil of death flying up from Queenstown, <laughs> packed in amongst a bunch of massive, massive lads. Jay's had a uh, pretty hectic sh- uh, schedule. We're at uh, Demon Energy, Rock Island, Vanuatu last week, and then, yeah, like a day off, and then down for Sean Johnson's stag do. But I was a stag do. It was a health retreat. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't oh. work. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I've gone back a couple of steps. <laughs> Jeez, I've got it in reverse. <laughs> you drive this thing. So I thought, because we learned so much about Vanuatu when we were over there, so mm. I thought we could teach you guys a few things, because the place is just amazing. Ooh, ooh, Vanuatu. That's why it was like a producer Jeremy three and a half minutes to make an intro for the segment. Sorry, mate. It was a great place. And a, and a couple of things that actually shocked me and I think will shock a lot of people that have never really thought about it. Because at least be honest, it's not one of those places you just go, right here, overseas holiday, oh, Vanuatu. And there is a reason for that. Yeah, and if you go, if you're thinking the islands, most people go to Fiji. We found out 160,000 Kiwis go to Fiji every year and only 6,000 people um, go to Vanuatu. And do you know what would put me off? Because I'm just a simple Kiwi bloke. The fact that they speak French there. Got there. Nah. They apparently called Pigeon English, which is totally fine, and didn't actually see anything French the whole time I was there. Yeah, well, they've got the three main languages, uh, English, French, and Bishlama, which is the, the, the Ni Vanuatu language, which is pretty 
hello in Bishlama is hello. Yeah. <laughs> like she's not hard to pick up. 270,000 people live in Vanuatu, uh, 44,000 in Port Vila, and... Uh, Get this. This is fact blew my mind. I was talking to the bloke that took us horse riding. We'll get into that later. That went pear shaped. <laughs> um, pottery fragments have been found dating back to thirteen hundred to eleven hundred BC on Vanuatu. If you're wondering what the link is to the French, a little français, it was picked up in eighteen eighties. The French and the British both basically claimed it for themselves, along with archipelago of islands. Yeah. And then they came to an agreement that they'll just kind of split it 50-60 and call it New Hebrides. And then in 1980, <laughs> they got their independence, the Republic of Vanuatu. They also have some, if you're into diving, they have some of the best diving on the planet. They've got the one of the world's best dive sites, which is the largest intact World War sh- uh, Two ship um, at 30 metres. And then also around there is just a snot load of jeeps that they just dumped off the side of ships at the end of the World War Two. And also we found out that long hat means long-term heart disease. Long hat. Long hat. They have it on all their cigarettes over there. Their prisons um, run in a random setup. Just basically a fence, bit of barbed wire up the top, and it's basically saying, hey, stay there because we told you to. It's not that, and there's not that many people in them. There's two male prisons. One of them has 30 people in it, and the other one has 50, and then they've got one female prison. Um, and just quickly, um, on, this is the case for both pr- prisons. If, uh, for example, the prisoners all decide together they would like to escape, they just let them. And then uh, they'll go and see their family, and then, and then they go and swoop them. Yeah, oh no, they don't even. Put, the police don't even pick them up. The family take them back like six or seven days later, and they say, "Ah, they'll be back." It's got a bit of barbed wire around the top of it, but it's just a, a one gate policy. Yeah, if someone yeah, leaves yeah. it unlocked, and she's all out. Yeah, the, this is the one that shocked me the most about the entire trip, and I love Vanuatu, and I'll definitely be going back there. And incredible people, but this is one of the most backwards things that I've ever heard. Uh, and I'm not saying that New Zealand's much better. There is one female prison, two female prisoners in it, and they are both in for the same crime. That crime, abortion. The sentence for that crime. Five years each. Yeah, that's disgusting, eh? It is. I mean, you I'm hardly not even to get that for manslaughter in New Zealand. No, nah, and I'm not trying to sort of impose our Western ways upon another country. They've already had that for hundreds of years, mm. but that is just barbaric. Uh, give it a Google. Look at Google Images. The place is just absolutely amazing. So if you're thinking about going to one of the islands, um, and yeah, I would check it out. I'm going to definitely be going back when I don't have to go with 200 rock listeners. I'll take the family back and have a more mellow approach this time. I thought we did a pretty mellow trip. Jay and Dunks drive home. To suck my kiss. Red Hot Chili Peppers, suck my kiss on the rock. It is 12 past four. Jay and Dunk with you. And that's exactly what two people employed by The Rock did uh, on Demon Energy uh, Rock Island, Vanuatu. Yeah, I mean, sometimes these things just happen. You know, there was always going to be a certain element of just a bit of reckless abandonment while on a tropical island and one thing leads to another and then you're tongue-punching each other's faces. Oh, look, I'm not, I'm like, I'll put my hand up and say I'm fiercely loyal and I'm not, I'm not okay with this. And I know, you know, you're on a tropical island and things can get romantic and you've had a couple and then this song comes on. Love is in the air. Your hips start moving Everywhere towards each other. But the thing is, both of these people are married. And I'm not, you know, you, you, you say oh, those nice words on the special day. And then, for whatever reason, they're whoa, got the hose in different area codes, it's all G. <laughs> Putting a little bit of a wager on who you thought it might have been. Jeremy and Jen. Ooh. Rog and Jen. A lot of Rog and just question mark. Obviously, people clearly think that Rog is the pestiest person on the rock. Rog and Chloe. Don't know who she is. <laughs> Someone dodged to put my foot in it. That's a whistleblower. Uh, Mel and John Day, that came through a lot of times. Well, yeah. I can say we have one of the people in the studio right now. 
and their name is Jeremy. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Uh, you're a married man, Jeremy. I would have expected more. How bad? Uh, actually, how- that's a lie. I expected exactly what you did. <laughs> how bad do you feel now, you know, a few days later? And did you have to have the awkward conversation with your wife? I guess now I'll have to have the awkward conversation <laughs> with my wife. <laughs> Classic radio giving you a divorce on yeah. air. So, would you like oh. to talk everyone through how this happened? Because I saw it and I was like, you're kidding me. It wasn't it, and it wasn't. It wasn't a short kiss by any stretch of the imagination. I reckon Five, six seconds. I reckon we're on double figures. <laughs> it was, um, yeah. Well, there was a moment. Uh, obviously, I was shipped over to play guitar and sing. And he was the cool band guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about it. I was the cool band. Don't think I was the cool band guy. I mean, because you've worked with this person for quite a number of years. I guess yeah. when they see you on stage like that, you're just instantly in a different light. Um, yeah, and this person got up. To sing a song, I was playing guitar, and so um, Jeremy started saying some quite nice words about this person. Mm. I was, yes, that's, that that's right. Just and everyone laying it on the line, and people started a chant of <laughs> "You guys should kiss." It was kiss. "You guys should kiss, 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 kiss." kiss, kiss. kiss. And um, well, I thought, you know, please the punters may as well, and so I did. <laughs> Cheat on my missus. So I... Well, I'm doing it for... Taking one for the team. Well, when you hear the full story, you won't think it's cheating. You'll just think it's weird. Um, turned around with a closed mouth, and the other party came in with an open mouth. Which you received just, well. No. Yeah. Love is in the air. It was, like, it was like a ship coming into port. Yeah. Here's the kicker. That person is... Roger Desmond Farrelly. No. <laughs> Congratulations. Everyone knew on the text machine it was going to be Rog and someone. Yeah, and it was Rog was and he, someone. What? What was he thinking? Because he tr- he actually tr- stuck his tongue in your mouth, eh? I, I think he licked my bottom oh, lip. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to bleed this uh, as much as I put humanly, as, as, as humanly possible. What I'm asking for is a sponsor to come on board and what I'd like to replicate, uh, and I'm going to need $5,000 up front. <laughs> nice. And uh, we're not, we may not need to use it no. all. I'd like to replicate, I'd like, and we can film this, we can stream this. I'd like to get uh, Rog in the studio, I'd like to get Jeremy in the studio, and then this music will play. And the game's called How Much Money Do We Need to Put on the Line for You Guys to Do It Sober? I reckon it $500. Could, it could be a charity fundraiser. It could be $1,000 a... A second? <laughs> Take one for the team again. Come no. on, man. Drunk, you would do it. No. And well, has. Apparently. Um, yeah, the opportunity's there. Um, if anybody would like to jump on board for a great cause, um, and I'm sure uh, Jeremy would be only too happy to do it again, and Roger clearly would just well, climb right in there. The problem is that as soon as you mention money, Roger will do anything. Yeah, well, he's be, not getting any of it. I mean, yeah, let's. it's safe to say there'd be $75 going towards a charity of your choice. Come on, Lisa, I'm getting a couple of grand. Yuck, such a piss. Jay and Doug. Time now for the best fake news you'll hear all day. (laughs) If you know a real uh, club cricket battler, you're going to enjoy this particular Batuta news with our newsreader, Sean Piercy. Earlier, NRL club with clear drinking and gambling problems to turn it all around by giving up steak... 
And up after five, local man reckons the only way he's going to get his rig in order now is if he goes to jail. But now, fourth grade spin merchant feels a new bat is in order after scoring a quickfire 16 off 40. Good afternoon, I'm Sean Piercy. <laughs> Taking one wicket and scoring 16 in a winning team is still a win, according to one local man who spoke briefly to our reporter in a local club cricket ground over the weekend. It's even a victory worth celebrating, he says. Coming in at seventh drop on Saturday, small business owner Greg Amalsa said his 12-year-old GM Blade has served him well, but it's time to upgrade. <laughs> Making their way to the nearest sports store, our reporter was interested to hear his reasoning for the new purchase. Well, I've just got my tax return back and the economy is wasted, so I thought I'd do my bit and stimulate the bugger. <laughs> Plus, my old bat is a middle the size of an ant's tackle, and I've got my eye in, it's probably time to upgrade. I've been eyeing off a grey Nichols Max, Kane Williamson's got one and he goes all right. Yeah, the Ford Fairlane of cricket bat, if you ask this red-nosed left armour. But you can't beat the price on this kookaburra. Feels solid in the hands, but Guppy's got one. And well, yeah, we know how that's working out. <laughs> After the staff asked Greg if they could help, he bottled it and said he was just browsing and left the store empty-handed. I think there's a pretty good one in the team kit bag anyway. The News Hub and the Batuta Advocate, I'm Sean Pearcey. Can you justify the price that some of those cricket bats are? I mean, I'm not a cricketer, but I've walked in there and there's like there's some that are over a grand, and you're like, "Well, you made out of the same bit of wood. How does, how does that stick on it? You're really talking the wrong guy. Never played it, never will. You seem like a sporty guy, though. Nah, suck at cricket and basketball and a number of other sports. I don't want to list them all right now. I don't believe you. I'm, yeah, I'm rubbish. S- says the guy that says he's no good at golf but gets secret lessons. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> there'll be a text through from Brad Timberlake soon saying, "I agree, Jay is shite at cricket." On Jay and Duck. I definitely am. I played for uh, Brad the Boss indoor cricket team once when I first arrived here at the Rock. That was 12 years ago. I never got invited back. <laughs> I was so bad, man. I cost, man. Oh, no, just not even allowed to go near it. I cost the team so many runs. Jay and Duck. Uh, time to talk about Dunk Steady Daycare Mia, or as I tried to say before, it came out a little bit wrong. Duncan does Daddy, uh, daddy Daycare and has a Mia next. <laughs> the wife's really gonna, it's gonna really take the show in a different direction this afternoon, Duncan. This is gonna be interesting. So I got two boys, Frank and Murray. Murray, Frank's like twenty months old. Murray's four and a half or something like that. I don't know. It all mashes together. <laughs> Big numbers they, guy. They're not adults. That's what I figured out. Both of them aren't driving legally yet. They require require a lot of attention, and uh, that attention has been given uh, for the most part by my lovely wife Dixie. And Dixie's... Um, she's just a weapon. Can we just stop for a second to say how much she has taken literally on the chin? That sounds terrible. But in terms of how much time you've been away this year and oh, she's been juggling at, grommets. Yeah, I was just at um, Demi Rock Island for a few nights, five, six nights. And yeah, she had that. And she's like, right, when you get back, I'm going to go get white girl wasted at Friday Jams. And I was like, well deserved. <laughs> you should definitely do that. So she pumped up a storm and off she went and she had a great day. And uh, so I had the boys from early morning and uh, was obviously bottle feeding the little one. I was like, ah, piece of cake. You do, you do know that people have been doing this for hundreds and hundreds of years and they call it parenting. Is that what it is? <laughs> I was like, this won't be too bad. I'm looking after my kids. No kidding. You're their dad. <laughs> oh, it's just because it's the first time I had both of them because Mar- Murray's so young anyway, so I, I thought I'd be a hero dad and uh, first day doing it wouldn't... I'd complicate things. I'd go up to the shops and buy a couple of new dog beds because we need them because they, they stink at the moment. So I loaded them up and uh, went into the warehouse and thanks the All Blacks for losing the Rugby World Cup. You buy one All Black uh, dog bed, you get one half price at the moment at the warehouse. That's great buy. So I got two. 
too. And then another one was on sale too. So he ended up with three dog beds, um, a thing of tennis balls for the dogs as well, two kids in prams, and managed to do all that, got out. And then when I got to the car, um, Murray, for whatever reason, just started, you know how kids just will just crack it for whatever reason. I couldn't console him. And uh, this boomer lady drives past, and I, I got a massive sweat on at this stage. It was super hot in the car park. I'm, I'm panicking. Massively flustered, being like, where's Dixie? She makes it look so easy. And this old boomer pulls up, and she winds down a window, and she literally says to me, she goes, whew, she looks like you got your hands full there. And I looked at her, and then she laughed, and I said, no shit. And I pulled the fingers at her, and she drove off. I was like, right, great. She's out of my life. I was like, and we're 10 minutes from home. Load the kids in. Whatever. Cry as much as you want. We'll be at home, so you'll be able to stick a bottle in your mouth, and you'll shut up. Um, and then, so I pull out of the car park, and about 200 metres down the road, I'm driving along, and a bird, like a big black sparrow-looking thing, massive bird flies. A black bird. That's it. That, that bugger. <laughs> flew right past my face. And I was like, huh? That's weird. That, the windows are up. And there was a blackbird inside the BMW and just swooping around inside. And the kids are losing it. I'm like, oh, God, what do I do? How did it get in there? Must have climbed in while I was taking my time loading them in. In the car park. <laughs> so I'm like, what do I do here? This is I'm getting some curveballs thrown at me. I'm not used to this. Dixie normally deals with the birds and everything. Just basically everything. And uh, so I almost hit a car when I'm swerving. I'm like, that's right, I'm driving. Um, wind down the front windows in the hope it would fly away from the kids and then fly out one of the front windows. Didn't happen. Vacuum. And Vacuum it, pressure pushed it back into the car and into the car seat. Then it flew past me again. Then I swerved and almost hit another car. I was like, I've got to get off the road. So I mounted the footpath and um, undid all four windows and it flew out. And then called Dixie and I said, you've got to come home from Friday, Friday Jams. It's all turned to custom. All right, you've had your fun, kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. She went large. She's an absolute uh, waste of space today and, and deservedly so. so. All three boys got bottles jammed in their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> so can I just say, to all the single parents out there, I don't know how you do it. You guys are superhuman. Oh, yeah. I did like seven hours and I was cooked. <laughs> Took you seven hours to I'm go to the st- warehouse and back. <laughs> I've still got my training wheels on, though, so back <laughs> off on the text machine. Jay and Dunk. The Rock. Right now, though, we'll tag in with our favourite thing uh, we do on a Monday. It's Batuta News, the best fake news you'll hear all day with our newsreader, Sean Piercy. The big stories of the day so far. NRL club with clear drinking and gambling problems to turn it all around by giving up steak. And fourth grade spin merchant feels a new bat is in order after scoring a quick fire 16 off 40. But now, local man reckons the only way he's going to get his rig in order now is if he goes to jail. Good evening, I'm Sean Piercy. Looking down at his sloppy rig, Jeremy Smith wonders how he let his rig get so out of hand, especially in the lead up to summer. Despite multiple attempts at dieting and countless personal trainers, he just wasn't getting any thinner. It was a smoggy Thursday morning when the sausage roll lover had the idea. It struck him like lightning, he said. I can't lose weight out here. There are too many distractions and temptations. The only way I'm going to get my rig back is if I'm in jail. Did you see how ripped 50 Cent got after he went to jail? I mean, I got that from his movie, but still. Plus, Bano. No one ever saw, but that guy had the six-pack from Nam. All people in jail have to do is focus on their rig and pass time. Oh, and not get shanked. I suppose the trick is getting sent to the right prison, like one of those farm prisons would be good. At the time of press, Jeremy was researching the New Zealand legal system to see what crimes he could commit to be sent to a medium security prison closest to home. If I commit a bank robbery, but one of those ones with a note, but no weapon, I reckon that'll do the trick. That's your final Batuta headline for Monday the 18th of November. For News Hub and the Batuta Advocate, I'm Sean Pearson. 
just getting more and more ridiculous. Yeah. That's such good stuff. Well, once again, fake news. <laughs> fake news. And we do not condemn the robbing of banks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No, we do condemn the robbing of banks. We're, we're, we're Condone was the word that I was looking for. <laughs> the brain's been absolutely scrambled. Jay and Dunk. Number one selling burger in the world. <laughs> the number one of all time is the Big Mac. Hang on, hang German. on. You need to asterisk this with stats recorded at 93. I've, nah, I've just looked up some stats with this particular voice break. Take this. Take this, mate. 550 million Big Macs sold every year in the United States alone. 1.5 million a day. That's why it is the greatest burger of all time. See, Which is why I get so angry when old mate over here... Tries to roll me up on a Monday morning. Things are going well. And then Jason sends the most ridiculous text message through. He's been on Sean Johnson's stag do. He's woken up after two hours sleep. <laughs> and Sean Johnson's bought a McDonald's while he's down there. And um, on his way home from town, I'll take the whole shop. Thank you. And oh, I've deleted the text. I've actually deleted the text message. It was good. I've got it. <laughs> I deleted it. Must have been- oh, no, there it is. I was going to say maybe that angry. <laughs> Send me a picture of a Big Mac. Clearly, the, he uh, was about to reheat. He goes, here we go. One minute in the microwave, reheat. And I was like, oh, my gosh. He sent a voice memo. Didn't even want to text me back. The voice memo was, do not reheat it. It'll ruin the lettuce. <laughs> so, and for, okay, this is why I'm getting so fired up. So, Jay hasn't had a Big Mac in 20 years. I haven't had, like... And he dives in with re- well, this reckless, reckless behaviour... I get so fired up. My response. It's oh, my go-to. and I, oh. So my response, after microwaving it, well, firstly, it was meant to be a minute, but then Shawnee told me, four, oh, one of the boys, Cuffy, told me four minutes. So at two minutes 30 in, mm. Sean walks past and goes, how long's that been in the four? I was like, 2.30. He's like, mate, 30 seconds at best. So I whip it out. Don't even do it. Had a bite, and uh, I had every single, every single concern confirmed. The reply, the reply message to Dunks, that was rubbish. The lettuce was soggy. So at this point, I may have may not been in a car, and I was like, it's going to be easy just to send a voice recording, which I sent straight through to Jay. This is the only you saved this. I think this is two matched together. You saved. I've just been thinking about like, I was washing my car before when you sent that through, and it's making me f-ing fume. You waited twenty years to just have a complete blowout like this, just from the guy that's released his own Big Mac burger, the chicken Big Mac, or the Big Mac. I'm just, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. It could have been a lovely dining experience. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so mad. Wait, not, once again, after 20 even, years, I'm going to have to wait until you like 60 before you have another one. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, don't get, I don't believe the hype around the Big Mac. Well, how could you when you do it the injustice like that? You didn't even, why don't you treat yourself, mate? Go on in and put a tie on and sit down and order a steam bun with it, you know? Really mix it up. Do your, do it a service. Have it straight, fresh out of the machine. Strangely enough, I wasn't overly peckish at 2.30. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, moral of the story is, what's your, what's A, your, don't get a Big Mac, B, don't reheat a Big Mac the next morning. What's your go-to? Quarter pounder, Ed Mayer. Oh, you're so flash. Coming up on Jay and Dunk. That's the McDonald's <laughs> gourmet range. Oh. Steam the bun up if you will. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head right now. The fire. 20 years, and then you do that. Jay and Dunk. The Rock.